When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to the Chelsea podcast. We're back again. It's Chaz here and I have as ever Mooch with me. How you doing, buddy? I'm good, man. Yourself? Yeah, I'm all right. I'm all right. Uh, about to go on holiday, so looking forward to that. Um, but obviously, got to deal with all things Chelsea first. Um, we are very pleased tonight to have as our guest in this uh, preview of the Fulham match next Monday, um, Mr. Drew Heatley from the Fulhamish podcast uh, here Evening, at the Oppo. Evening. Hi. Evening, and, um, We'll come over to you in just a moment, mate. Um, Mooch. Obviously, we've talked on the main pod about um, last weekend's game. Um, and I think we've probably come out of that with a, a small, again, our usual attempted uh, optimism. <laughs> yeah, it's the Groundhog Day sort of uh, situation that is becoming all too familiar. It is um, really. I mean, we basically could have just run these, you know, that we could have, we, we're saying an awful lot of the same thing. But. Um, it, it is valid, and uh, I do think it is going to come good eventually. We're just all hoping it, ha- it happens a lot sooner rather than later. Yeah. Uh, just just for the listeners' sake, we are recording this on the Tuesday before uh, the uh, Fulham game and before the, the Brighton game. Uh, so we are still filled with optimism. <laughs> we don't know if, <laughs> if that's going to be the case when you actually hear this uh, and uh, some of our predictions and and uh, uh, sort of insights may be a little bit delayed because it is almost a week before the game. Yeah, I mean, apologies for that, folks. Um, we try and do these preview shows as early as we possibly can, but for reasons, unfortunately, uh, we can't this week. But um, let's hope there'll still be some interesting insights for you. Um, Let's throw over to our guest tonight. Uh, I'm very pleased to welcome to the Chelsea pod, uh, Mr. Drew Healy. How are you, mate? Hello, Chaz. Yeah, very well. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm good. Thanks for coming along. It's, uh, it's good to join us. So, Drew, tell us about your um, your Fulham bona fides. Um, it's not something I know an awful lot about. I mean, I'm sure they go back very deeply in a very long way. But um, what what's your? How long have you been a Fulham fan? And uh, when did it all start for you and uh, what do they mean to you? Yeah, well, uh, I got indoctrinated into Fulham on my eighth birthday. Uh, my old man bought me the shirt, the bag, uh, the hat, 
and he <laughs> took me to uh, he took me to the cottage, Fulham versus Barnet in uh, nationwide league division three. I don't even think it was a nationwide league any, at that point. I think it was just uh, the unbranded football league. But uh, yeah, basement division. And we won four nil though in the cold. And uh, you know, if you're eight years old and you see a team score four goals, that's all you need to know. Really, you don't need to know much more than that. And from that day onwards, the financial risk of all of those, all that swag paid off because I've been stuck there for the uh, <laughs> you know past. <laughs> 30 years yeah it's um yeah it's uh it was he's he's lumbered you right there and he's really dumped you straight in it but it's things have been better since then certainly since that mecca of a football match against Barnet. so um, tell us about your you're a a, uh one of the uh brains and driving forces behind the fulhamish pod um tell us all about that yeah, of course. Well, we are uh, the largest Fulham uh, fan-led podcast, which uh, I, I suppose the bar's not too high on that one because we're not uh, a massive club. But uh, nowadays, getting bigger and bigger, obviously, uh, second season back in the Prem. Uh, I run the website there as well. Uh, so we've got a lot, plenty of going, uh, plenty of stuff on there for Fulham fans to tuck into every week. Um, and yeah, been around about seven years. Yeah, and it's uh, it's doing very nicely. I know it's um, it's been... It's been up for awards. I don't know if it's actually won any, but I know you've uh, you've certainly been in in, uh, in the running for them in the past. Um, yeah, we, we yeah we won the uh, 2019 Club Podcast of the Year Award at the FSA Awards uh, Football Sports Association Awards. I probably should have said that, um, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was a couple of years ago. So even even in that, you've done better than us in recent days. <laughs> <laughs> if only we could win a Chelsea podcast award or, or yeah. any sort of prizes. Yeah. Put your fingers out, start voting for us. Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, I mean, tell us about, so talk, talk us through Fulham's season so far. It's been a bit of a mixed bag, um, as has ours, of course. But um, <laughs> how's, it, how's it been looking from your end? What's the feeling among fans? Yeah, it's a strange one. Um, it's been okay, but um, the 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 headline is uh, must score more goals, which you know is always going to happen when you sell your best striker and you don't really replace him at all. Uh, that was always going to be on the cards, but um, we're in this strange position at the moment where uh, we're we're top of the clean sheet table despite having a goal difference of minus five, thanks to uh, gubbings from uh, Brentford and most recently Man City. Um, so it's kind of really difficult to gauge what's going on. I think. Uh, if you had to sum it up, it would be, uh, we'll probably be safe, but probably won't do anything much more than that, which, uh, you know, after last season's 10th place finish has sort of elicited mixed emotions among the fan base. I mean, what is the, what do you think the, um, are, were people sort of, I mean, obviously losing Mitro's going to cause you some issues, but were people looking upwards, uh, hoping to sort of kick on from there, looking towards European places, or was that, was there a healthy dose of sort of uh, grounded reality coming into this season? Uh, it depends who you ask, really. I mean, I think uh, mm-hmm. the this summer's transfer window will be looked at as a largely a missed opportunity because you look at who's come up and you look at what we've done. We've, you know, we've freed ourselves with FFP cycle and sort of uh, the amortized transfer fees, however you want to talk about it, from our big hundred million spree five years ago it all ran out so we were sort of like ready to 
build on what had been a really great season. We were free to do it from, uh, you know, those financial restraints. And we didn't do it, really. We brought in a few players, a handful of players, uh, Wobi being a notable one for 20, 22 million and Calvin Bassey from Ajax for a similar fee. But we didn't push the boat out to really build on the foundations. And I think a lot of people will see that as a as a real missed opportunity. Um, obviously, Mitrovic, the outgoing headline. Um, we brought in Raul Jimenez, who... You know, obviously has had his well-documented goal drought issues and mm. doesn't seem to be the same player pre and post head injury. Uh, so, I mean, and we brought him in for five million. So, you know, that's relatively low risk. But when he's brought in with that big mantle now to be, to fill the big man's shoes, it's uh, it's proving tough for him so far. Yeah, Mooch, what's been your, um, I mean, we're, Fulham are a funny club for us because obviously, you know, by rights, it should be, um, it should be a derby that sort of, you know, heavily engages us and heavily kind of, uh, you know, is, is something that's sort of like really uppermost in our minds at the beginning of every season. But it, it hasn't been. And I, I, I'm not trying to say that, you know, I'm not trying to You're make doing this again. Thing. You're doing this again. <laughs> you bring on an opposition fan, we, we insult them, and then the, <laughs> then the, the next never, game we've got to help between our legs. We never invite them back because we're too embarrassed. <laughs> um, but, no. I mean, you know, where do you think we are with Fulham these days? I mean, where do you think Chelsea fans are with Fulham? I think we're probably sort of, I think we're probably now, you know. Just it's kind of like, it's, it's the same relationship you have with like your younger brother. Do you know what I mean? Like, you, you know, it's kind of like, it, 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 there's a soft spot for them, but you don't really want to hang out with them. You, sh- you're not, you shouldn't be in the same sort of <laughs> playground or hanging around in the same sort of area with them. But whenever you do sort of see each other, you know, you like to give them a dead arm, let them know who's boss. And, you know, everyone's happy. Um, but no, I've, I've got a soft spot for them, obviously. You know, it's, you know, I've, I've grew up uh, in, in Putney and, and, and Fulham. I've got a lot of friends who support Fulham. Um and I just hope um, we don't embarrass ourselves like Fulham did with that Michael Jackson fucking statue. <laughs> so, mate, last year though, uh, Drew, last year, obviously, um, not only did you finish above us, you you uh, took four points off us. Um, I mean, what I didn't quite realise, and I, just just to balance that, Chelsea fans, I also point out that you haven't actually beaten us at the bridge. In any competition, as far as I know, since 1979. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> Lads, come on. There's a weight of history. Please pull it out of the fire somehow. Um, but, Drew, I mean, last year, I mean, look, you know, I'm not trying to kind of stoke anything, but do is there still the same sort of disdain from Fulham fans for Chelsea, or is it? You know, was last year smug satisfaction, or was it? Uh, you know, is there a DVD of the? Of the <laughs> <laughs> it's a funny one. I think that from my point of view, there's a sort of uh, there's a sort of uh, established. Uh, chain of command if you will in 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 west london and you know we we shout at you you're not too bothered about us and so we punch up to you and we punch down to brentford and uh you know they look at us in the same way that we look at you i think and that's always kind of been but it always depends on who you ask it's generational because obviously our rise through the leagues are so quick that you know the younger fans you know hate chelsea the older ones hate brentford because they can remember the basement battles and it's just it's, I, I sort of sit straddled in the middle, you know, me and my dad used to sing about hating Brentford. And then for the last 20 years, it was more or less always Chelsea. So it always, uh, it, it always has that sort of tinge to it. But 
you know, it's the scalp. Everybody wants to scalp. Everyone wants to punch up rather than punch down. And, you know, we had to wait 16 years to beat you boys at the cottage, uh, you know, last term. And we didn't have Mitro then, by the way. So uh, it was Carlos Vinicius who got the only goal. <laughs> um, and uh, it, it, people are clamoring for him to get back into the starting 11 for uh, the game on Monday. But yeah, it's always nicer to punch up and get that scalp than it is to, to win the games you're expected to. And so I think uh, that's why there's always a bit more excitement when it comes to the Chelsea games because Brentford are more can't lose whereas Chelsea would be uh, be great to win yeah yeah absolutely that's a very good summation um, and of course everyone punches down to Queen's Park Rangers so, <laughs> um, <laughs> so um, who talk us through who this is something we do every every time we have a, an Oppo guest on we, we ask about who um, we should be looking out for particularly from your side who's had a good start to the season who's playing well who could be a bit of a danger man. And then we also ask, um, who are you fearing, if anybody at the moment, out of the uh, out of the Chelsea squad? Yeah, I mean, again, we go back to the old clean sheets. You know, Burnt Leno, is, we, we bought him for a packet of crisps off uh, Arsenal. I don't know why they let him go for so cheap. He's, uh, you know, they say a good keeper buys you 10 points a season. He's already bought them already and we're six games in. So, you know, it, obviously he's not going to win you any games. So, uh, you know, I... For a start, I'd like to just point out, I'm pretty sure this game's got nil-nil written all over it because you can't <laughs> buy a goal and neither can we. So uh, I think that's, uh, you know, don't don't uh, expect a thriller, I guess. But, um, you know, Polina's come back in, Jao Polina's come back in after that failed deadline day move to Munich. And, you know, rather than throw his toys out the pram like Mitro did when he didn't get his move initially, Polina's come back in, full-blooded, signed a new deal and has just been fantastic as we all knew he would. He doesn't know how to do anything less than 100%. And he's another big reason why we're so solid. Uh, you know, he screens that back four and he doesn't mind putting in a, a tackle or 10 um, and getting a, a yellow card or two as well. Uh, it You know, in terms of attacking threats from us, it's really, it's, it's a tough one. William hasn't been who you know well has not been yeah. uh, the player who was last season. He's 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 not quite been Arsenal Willian, but he's not been uh, Chelsea Willian or Fulham last season Willian either. So uh, it's not the lack of goals that necessarily is. It's obviously a concern, but it's the lack of chances uh, as well, which has been a bit of a problem. So I don't know. Uh, I don't know who up top is going to be particularly one to fear on the on the on Monday, but. Um, yeah, as far as you guys go, I mean, I, I still think uh, Enzo Fernandez is gonna is just gonna be an absolute baller for you. Um, you know, I think I, I'd, I'd still be concerned about just just the quality that he possesses. Um, but uh, you think your your striker's out, isn't he, Jackson? Yeah, Jackson yeah. is is uh, suspended. Uh, so yeah. five cards, think... all of which I think were for uh, dissent. So nice one, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, We've also got uh, no fit right back um, as well. Uh, no fit available right back, that is. Hello, uh, Gusto, haven't got himself sent off. Um, but um, we may yeah. play disaster there. Uh, he seemed to slot into that position on, on uh, Sunday. Um, but, uh, I mean, I think we're... What do you reckon, Mooch? We're... Um, it's a, I know we say this over and over and over again. <laughs> And again, it could well be the kiss of death, but it's another one of those games that really we should win. Isn't it? No disrespect, uh, Drew. It's, we've, said, we've said this about Forest, and obviously we didn't win that one. We've said it about Bournemouth, and we didn't win that one. So there's no, I promise you, it's just looking at it from a kind of a long term, you know, over the last five years sort of point of view, we should, it is a game we should be winning, particularly at home. But over to you, Mooch. 
Well, the problem is going to be where these goals coming from when our our star striker who hasn't been scoring is not going to be able to play. So maybe that does allow someone like Carl Palmer uh, to 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 step up and maybe um, playing a false nine. I don't know if Sterling is going to be uh, our hero with some goals, uh, but I'm not optimistic about finishing chances. Um, maybe Mudrick is, uh, is good. Like, I thought Mudrick played well on the weekend. I'd like to see uh, him start again. Um, what about Broja? Do you think Broja will start? I, I mean, don't think he's, no, I don't, I just thought, I think when you come back from an injury that big and yeah. you're so far off the pace, I think, uh, the manager said the same as well. You know, he's 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 not he's not uh, match fit enough to to start a game, um, yeah. and and I think also it's a lot to just when we are really struggling for goals and the pressure is going to be on him and and the spotlight and he's going to be under the microscope. Um, it's probably not the best time to sort of blood uh, a, 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 a a impressionable young talent um, and one who hasn't really done big big bits for us or, or, or other teams recently so I don't think um, that's an option there's talk of you wouldn't want him rush back it would be no. interesting to see what happens um, as, as we've already said we're, we're talking before the uh, the Carabao Cup game on Wednesday night um, the Brighton game it'd be interesting to see what the lineup is there and of course that may have a bearing on who we end up picking but um, yes. yeah you're right I think it's definitely you know the, the 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 lack of goals in both sides suggests this one might not be an absolute uh, onion bag filling classic. <laughs> unfortunately, but um, on that, I guess we should probably talk about um, predictions, shouldn't we? Yeah, <laughs> it's uh, is palpable. Yeah, true, true. Let's uh, let's let's go to you first, and what. You're allowed to do a head prediction and a heart prediction if you so desire. Um, where do you, how, do, where, how do you see this one going? Uh, head absolutely screams nil-nil. Uh, it could be our second nil-nil on the bounce. Um, but heart says that in these moments like this, uh, some players just come and stand up and be counted like Vinny did last season uh, and wrote his name into the history book. So I wouldn't be too surprised if we did, if somebody did that again. Maybe it's time for you know Jimenez to get that monkey off his back. But uh, overriding head prediction is nil-nil. Chelsea is a very good place for players to come to get monkeys off their back. We've discovered in the past, massive goal-free uh, goal streaks have been broken at Stamford Bridge uh, on many occasions in the not-too-distant past. Um, with uh, uh, the appropriate sense of dread, I hand over to my colleague, Mooj. I'm going to go with a 2-0 win. Because if I keep on predicting this, by the law of averages, one or two of them is going to have to be right. You know, so I'm going to predict a win. I'm going to predict uh, a couple of goals. I think we'll dominate in possession. I think it will finally happen. Someone will just, it'll just go in off a knee or an arse or something like that. And if it's an early goal, then we'll have a little bit more confidence. Um, and I don't want to be, uh, I don't want to have egg on my face on, on, uh, on Tuesday. <laughs> Tuesday. I'm the- I'm a, I'm a little bit, um, I mean, I, I would say, I, I'm not saying this is a must win for us. I'm not saying it's a must win, but I really feel like this is one we're going to need to win. And I will happily take and think it will be no more than 1-0. Um, 
Mm. And I'm going to go one. And as you say, I don't care what it what it is. If it comes off someone's ass um, or elbow or whatever, um, or a sketchy penalty. Um, but I do think we will have just enough. I mean, as uh, as you say, Drew, we, we have had a lot. You're you're top of the nil nil charts, despite your gubbings. Um, so maybe that you know maybe it's another defence that we're going to struggle to break down. But I hope that won't be the case. Well, I think I think. I'd be interesting to see what the team is against Brighton uh, and how well they do because uh, we've we've got two positions where we don't have strength and depth thanks to injuries and and uh, lack of um, sort of purchase power uh, in 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 the striker and the right back and and it's it's going to be interesting to see who is playing there. You think it's Desazi? I've heard people talking about Caicedo going and playing in a right back in a sort of reminiscing of an SEN sort of <laughs> role back in the day. And he's played there apparently before for Brighton. Um, I, I think you're probably right. And it will be decisive there. I think it's just a bit too much of a, uh, uh, a shift from another key position to take him out of the uh, midfield where we're finally forming a bit of more of a cohesive you know, unit yeah. there with, with Connor, but we, we will see. Um, but uh, it, 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 it's not exciting me. It's not really, it's not, it's, I'm not looking forward to, to, to that much. I, I'm looking forward to the Brighton game. I think, uh, I think that'll be a bit more of a, an acid test. And we'll, I want to see us bounce back uh, uh, against Brighton. And if we can get a win there, we'll have lots of confidence going into this game. And I think that that's what, I predict Mystic Mooch predicts that. Cool. Well, that'll do me, mate. Um, Drew, listen, thanks very much for joining us, friend, my friend. Um, I wish you luck for the rest of the season. Obviously, not on Monday. Absolutely. Thank you very much, Chaz. Uh, and cheers, Mooch. Pleasure to be here. Yeah. Love it to and, meet you, man. Um, and no doubt we'll be back in touch around the time of the return fixture. And in the meantime, if you're going to the game, enjoy yourselves and uh, keep the blue flag flying high. We'll see you soon. If you want to advertise on or sponsor this show, check us out at playbackmedia.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network.